we at Ghost in the Attic, Bodies in the Basement, want to hear from you. Do you have a paranormal experience that you're dying to share? Have you had a brush with true crime? Let us know at gabbpodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait to read your submissions on air. In upcoming bonus episodes once a month, coming soon. Catch our regularly recorded episodes every other Friday on the Fearscape Media Network, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Fearscape Media Network, exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. identified by you lovely weirdos this is genevieve letterman and you're listening to wishful drinking and binge thinking yeah i said that title right (laughs) okay (laughs) had to think about it for a second i am several glasses of wine deep um the i was finishing off a bottle of purple toad Black and Bruised, courtesy of a lovely Paducah winery. And now I've moved on to Lambrusco by Rignite. I don't know how to say it, but I'm going to pretend to be fancy because why not, you know, do it while you can. Uh. Hmm. Hey. How about an upbeat episode after all those fucking buzzkills and bummers the past couple months? And I don't mean bummers the way that, like, British people use bummer. Um, (laughs) I'm going to talk today about confidence and assertiveness and being a goddamn badass. Because why shouldn't you be, like... Life's too short to be a passive little dickhole. So, you know, uh, grab life by the fucking horns and do the damn thing and all of the ridiculous self-help bullshit you hear all the time that actually kind of has a point but you don't really want to admit it because only douchebags tout it. Except maybe Mark Manson. He's an actual douchebag, but like is sincere about being a douchebag, so I think that makes it less douchebaggy. Anyway, look into him if you haven't. He's a cool dude. Ever heard of the subtle art of not giving a fuck? That's that guy. Um, yeah, today, let's just get fun with it, because fuck, why not? Hey, so are you, like, a passive little bitch 
who lets people walk all over you and tries to people please all the time. Or maybe you're passive aggressive where confronting someone scares the bejesus out of you. So as a passive aggressive little dill hole, you just leave little post-it notes on people's shit like, Hey, coworker, I let you borrow my pen last week and you didn't give it back. Can can you maybe try to find it and give that back for me? Thanks, your loving coworker, Stacy. Or are you just an aggressive douchebag? Like you confront everyone about everything, even when it doesn't matter at all because you can't control your emotions and you're a stupid jerk. Yeah, so <laughs> there's lots of ways to not be good at handling shit and those are some um but there's a lovely little word called assertiveness that if you do it like benefits you <laughs> and the problem with assertiveness is that it usually starts with confidence so all of those anxious motherfuckers are out there are like, how the fuck do I be confident in a confrontational situation, especially, or like in general? How does one be confident? And uh, fuck, that's a good question. But like, <laughs> some people just have it and some people don't and like have to work for it. So what can we learn from the people that just have it? I'm glad you asked everyone because I just kind of have it and I can tell you what's up with my life so you can copy and relate maybe. Just kidding. That's <laughs> what a douchebag thing to say. I'm a douchebag. But that's okay. I own it. I don't give a shit. You know why? Because I'm confident. <laughs> what a catch 22 that is am I using that right I don't know I've, I'm, there's wine involved so let's discuss this whole concept of confidence and assertiveness and how it can benefit your lifestyle for just $9.99 a month you too can be confident or like for free whatever <laughs> I think we should break this down into what makes someone confident. Let's discuss. Okay, so there's all kinds of self-help bullshit out there about how to be confident. There are people that tell you to fake it until you make it. Or there are people that tell you, you know, you have to expose yourself to what you're afraid of. Like, it's fucking exposure therapy. Like, someone who's afraid of snakes that first has to look at a picture of a worm and then a picture of a snake and then touch a worm and then touch a snake like it you can't just step up into confidence like that or maybe you can I don't know there are so many different ways to go about having confidence but the biggest thing I think is that you have to not be afraid of failure you have to be okay with who you are so acceptance of yourself and the world around you is what makes you confident. Knowing that, you know, there's no special meaning to things and separating yourself from 
all of those thoughts, like the what ifs and, you know, the worst possible case scenario. Um, people are kind of onto something with exposure because if you put yourself in situations you're afraid of and you fail, you realize that when you fail, nothing fucking bad happens. You're not dead. The world didn't end. You just didn't get what you want and you move on. And I think when you get used to that failure and acceptance, you start to be more confident in yourself. So don't be afraid to take risks. And if you are afraid to take risks, fucking do it anyway, even though there's fear. Because that fear will fade once you take that step forward. People are like, oh my god, I'm so anxious and afraid. How do I even take that step forward? Like, think of the worst possible case scenario. What would happen if you did that thing? Would you die a gruesome death? Or would your child or spouse or something? Like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen if you take a risk and it doesn't pan out? Shit. Things aren't as live or die as we think they are. So once you <laughs> start getting into that mindset, you start to have a little more confidence. Because shit doesn't matter as much as we think it does. You have to get used to failure. That's why, I mean, look at fucking actors. You know how, how much shit they try out for before they get that you know, big break, they audition for hundreds, if not thousands of things before they get that one thing that gets them on TV or a movie. Like, how much thick skin and confidence you have to have to go through that much rejection until you see success. That's why so many people fail at it, because they don't have the wherewithal to get through it. That confidence. So, you need to be like a fucking failed actor somebody that just doesn't give up because they have confidence that something will work out and even if it doesn't work out shit they're having fun along the way why does it matter ultimately ah, fuck nobody gives a shit about your life what you think there's some kind of cosmic scorekeeper trying to it's just staring at you trying to figure out if you're living up to your potential like, how fucking dumb is that? Like, we all need to realize we're not as special as we think we are. And once we do that, oh, fuck. The world is our goddamn oyster because we can do whatever the fuck we want. If you don't care what happens, then you're more open to doing more things. And when you do more things, more opportunities come your way. That's what confidence is. People who radiate confidence draw opportunities towards them because like, they've reached that point in life where it doesn't matter if it doesn't happen for them or not. And people are attracted to that shit. Like, when you see someone that doesn't give a shit, oh, damn. Like, I need to change underwear. Fuck. Anyway, if you're the type of person that needs, like... <laughs> a very specific pathway to follow to achieve all of these like I don't know almost unattainable style things then I guess I've got an answer for you or at least one way to try to do that so first of all start with the self-esteem do those positive affirmations for self-esteem and you know just your rights as a human you know if you have to fucking Ted Lasso that shit 
and put a post-it note on your bathroom mirror that you see every morning that says, believe, fucking do it. Like, quit fucking around. Like, take the step. Make sure that you're trying to eliminate as much negative self-talk as possible. When you tell yourself you're a stupid idiot, you're just labeling yourself. Why? Why? When you put a label on yourself, you start to believe it's true. So anytime you recognize that you're saying anything negative internally about yourself, fucking stop it and replace it with a positive thought. Like, oh, I'm an idiot. No, I, I can't be an idiot. I did this the other day that proves I'm kind of smart. If you don't have any proof and you are kind of dumb, well, shit. Say something like, I'm a good person. I do nice things for people. Shit, not everybody has everything, but you got something. Nobody's totally useless. Unless you're like a vegetable. That was mean. Anyway, self-esteem type shit. Like accept the different parts of yourself. So we're all good at some things. We're all bad at some things. Maybe you just need to figure out what you're good and bad at so you can focus more attention on the things that you're good at and stop trying to be good at shit you're bad at. Like, accept you have limitations and move past it. Not everybody's good at everything. Shit. We're not all George Clooney. You also need to have good boundaries when you've got confidence. So... Learning how to say no to people, that's a good way to stop being a passive people pleaser. You need to learn to ask for what you need or what you want and take care of yourself. And to not do things out of obligation, but because you want to. And, like, demand that people treat you as an equal confront people if you're not getting what you need from them at work or at home or wherever you gotta take responsibility for your own happiness and you can't feel responsible for anyone else's happiness when we try to please other people we're focusing more on them than we are on us and why should we everyone else is a fucking selfish dickwad we should be selfish too, but like in a positive way. Know what you believe in. Know what you want to pursue and what you want to follow. Figure out what you're passionate about and do those things. We feel less confident in ourselves when we do shit that we're not good at. And like, why? Why do something if you suck balls at it? Like, there are people that will do that for you. Fuck, if I'm, if I'm shitty at cleaning, but I'm good at being a psychologist, I just work really hard at being a psychologist, make enough money to hire a cleaner to clean my home because I suck at it. And I don't have to be not confident because I'm not good at keeping my home clean this is a shitty example but you know what i'm trying to say right whatever i'm all wine loopy actually uh time out break i'm gonna get a refill peace out no hang on i'll be right back you won't even notice i'm gone
Ah, Lambrusco's a bubbly wine. <laughs> Anywho, let's get back into this assertiveness shit. So if you're one of those people that needs like a step-by-step guide on how to do shit, do I have the technique for you? It is called the ladder technique. Why is it called that? <laughs> Sorry, my cat tried to jump onto the coffee table, but she's fat and dumb, so she couldn't do it the first time. Anywho, the ladder technique. <laughs> um, it's called that because it spells out ladder, you dumb-dumb, obviously. So, L. L stands for look at your needs, wants, rights, and feelings about the situation. Establish a goal for what you want to accomplish. Look, I didn't come up with this dumbass acronym. So, like... No, I'll wait till the end to do an example. Um, the A stands for arrange a meeting that's convenient. So, you and the other person can, like, talk about what's going on in a situation that you feel kind of in control of. And then the D is define the problem clearly. Be super specific for the other person so they understand why it is you're pissed off. And then the second D is describe, which I guess is different than define. I didn't make this fucking technique up. So describe what you're feeling. Yeah, so the first D is like, logically, this is what the problem is. We're lining it out. The second D is, this is how I'm feeling. Describe that shit. Use iMessages because those cause less of an issue in confrontational arrangements. Because when you say you to somebody, they feel like they're being attacked. Like, if, if you say, you're doing this, and you're doing this, and it's affecting me this way, they're going to be like, bitch, I do what I want. Don't tell me how I am. And, like, they get all defensive. So when you, like, keep it to I statements, you're like, I'm feeling this way, and I don't know what to do because of this problem, and I, like, they don't feel as defensive, and they do want to help you. You're tricking them. Trick them into loving and helping you. Um, so, in that second D stage, don't blame anybody for the situation. Just say how you're feeling. Like, I'm hurt because of this. Like, that. Okay, E. E is express and explain everything in an assertive manner. Using clear sentences. Make good eye contact hand gestures, posture, your tone of voice, make sure your facial expression is serious, like, let them know. I mean business, fool. So, express yourself. Be very clear about everything, because some dum-dums will take things at face value, and if you don't say exactly how you're feeling... And give them all the little clues along the way, like tone of voice and hand gestures and shit. They're not gonna think you're for serious. R. Reinforce your remarks by noting the positive outcomes. So, like, give them an incentive for why they should help you with this shit. 
for the example, I'm going to use what I have on this little worksheet here. So if you're feeling overloaded at work, the L, which stands for look at your needs, wants, and rights. Say, if you're overloaded at work, you say to yourself, I can only do so many assignments at a time. My boss needs to understand that I'm overworked. So the A, arrange a meeting, is, okay, I'm going to set up a meeting with him at 3 o'clock tomorrow. It's going to happen. So you send that email. Make sure it happens. He accepts it. Then what? D, the first D, define the problem. So you meet with him and you say, look, I'm having a problem with the amount of work that you're giving me. No, don't say you. Uh, I'm having a problem with the large amount of work that I'm responsible for this month. And then second D, describe how you're feeling without saying you. And you do avoid the word you. Um, second D, I feel frustrated because I've been giving way more tasks than I am able to complete. Um, e, uh, express yourself and say what you'd like. I would like you to delegate some of the tasks to another staff member who may not be as overworked. Ask for what you need. And then R, reinforce by showing the positive outcome. Um, this is going to ease my burden. I'll be able to work more effectively and make sure that the projects that I am responsible for get completed. So that's an example of assertiveness, which is just a fancy word meaning asking for what the fuck you need. This can be applied to so many situations. Um, being assertive is something that we try to teach others and learn. But because we get into these people-pleasing patterns. Oh my god, say that five times fast. People-pleasing patterns. People-pleasing patterns. People-pleasing patterns. Whatever. We get into people-pleasing patterns. Or we just get angry that we're not getting our way and fall into aggressive patterns. Or we know we should be standing up for what we want, but we have such a problem with confrontation that we end up leaving little post-it notes instead of just saying something to someone and get all passive-aggressive. But here's the fun thing about confrontation. Confrontation, just as a word has such a negative connotation. We think that it means something bad, but like if you look up the definition of confrontation, it's just like addressing a problem. It's not bad, it's not good, it just is something. So we have to stop thinking of confrontation as this horrible thing. It just means calling attention to something. Like, what's so fucking bad about that? Shit, I did that all the time. Here's a fun little story. I had a supervisor who was not qualified to be my supervisor. She was dumb as shit, and she didn't do her job. Like, 
when you work at a detox facility and there are people fucking throwing shit and trying to get into fights, you'd think, like, the leader would be there to break it up and, like, try to fix shit. Nah, that bitch hid in her office like a scared little hoe. So, yeah, I had a problem with her, and I brought it up all the goddamn time. Nothing got done about it, so... I got switched to a job in a different part of the building where I didn't have to work with that bitch. (laughs) And you know what happened after I left that area? That fucking bitch got demoted. It was (laughs) so embarrassing for her. She had to find a job somewhere else. Like, things get accomplished when you're assertive. And sure, in an ideal scenario, I would still be working at the same job and... Like, my ideas would have been listened to, but because they weren't listened to, or (laughs) because, you know, higher-ups didn't listen to me about this person who was unqualified, like, I just went along my merry way. I got what I needed by moving to another position that fit my needs better, and, you know, she got what she deserved eventually. Things work out the way they're supposed to. And you just have to have patience sometimes. I don't know if that was a good example or not. I'm just trying to show you how (laughs) being assertive can work to your advantage. So in that situation, yeah, I made a little bit of a lateral move. It wasn't like I was moving up in the company. It was just to a different department. But (laughs) I guess I got vindication by knowing that I was right in speaking my mind about this person because she was eventually found to be incompetent and demoted. So, (laughs) like, I don't know, some things you just got to speak up about because it feels right. Look, there's a lot of shit we can talk about with confidence, and, like, if you're interested in the brain and how it affects it, like, they've noticed that confidence comes from the prefrontal cortex, and some bitches at Dartmouth were like, Oh, there's this thing called the frontostriatal pathway. And the stronger that is, the more confidence a person has. But whatever it is, like, it's not something that you're totally just born with. You can grow this. You can practice it and be better at it. Like, it's not something that you just have or you don't. So, (laughs) if if you're like, I'm not a confident person, I can never be confident, false. You absolutely can. You just have to fucking practice the values that you encourage. And that's what a lot of studies have shown, is that uh, people who show higher levels of confidence tend to react more to things they have values about. So whatever your values are, figure out what your values are and then just make sure you're living in accordance to those values because your confidence will skyrocket if you're practicing what you preach. Like, I mean, you can't tell people that you're super Christian and that you're waiting for marriage to have sex and then go around banging every dude in town (laughs) then you'd feel like shit right so if you said that you were waiting till marriage and then didn't bang anybody you'd feel like you were living up to your values and you would have higher confidence levels that's a very obvious (laughs) 
example, but it holds true to pretty much everything in life. If you have a value for a particular thing, you follow that value and you have confidence in yourself. So in my work example, I have respect for people I think deserve certain positions. So when I saw someone who didn't deserve a position and who was not doing it well, my value said that I should, God, it sounds bad, but not respect that person. I didn't. I did not have respect for her. So I was able to speak out and say that I was uncomfortable with the way things were being led and I didn't want to participate in that program if she was going to lead it in that particular way, which is to, you know, hide and not do shit. (laughs) So when you live your values, you have a higher confidence level. So maybe you should first try to figure out what your values are. If you don't know, maybe that's a question you need to ask yourself. And once you realize what they are, you can work towards being more confident by living those things out. So, you know, if <laughs> if I thought alcohol was bad, then <laughs> I would not be living my values right now and I would feel pretty shitty about myself. But luckily, that's not a thing. <laughs> Anywho, let's recap what we've talked about today. So, confidence comes from within, I think is pretty obvious. We didn't talk about that. I should talk about that. Don't fucking get your self-worth from outside of yourself. Uh, What are are you? You, like, need other people to validate you? What the shit is that? Don't do that, you dum-dum. Confidence comes from within. It's a state of mind and not a thing you can achieve outside of yourself. So if you even think that doing shit for other people and just <laughs> like catering to everyone else's need make makes you a good, confident person, shut the fuck up. No, it doesn't. Cater to your own goddamn needs. And I'm not saying be selfish. I'm just saying like, again, it has to do with your own values. I mean, if you value helping other people, help the shit out of them. Like, do whatever you need to do to feel like you're a good person, and then you'll feel confident. But if you need validation from someone else, oh, that's your first mistake, you dumb shit. Like, validation can only come within your own mind. No one else can make you feel good about who you are. Just like you cannot control anyone else and what they say or do or think or feel, they cannot control you unless you give them that power too. So you take that power away from anyone else, all that's left is you. You are in control of how you feel about you. Stop giving that power to other people, you dumb dumb. God damn. Like, what? What, you feel like you need somebody to make your life worth living? No! Everyone's life is worth living on its own. Why do you need anyone else to tell you how to live it? You know what your values are, and if you don't, fucking figure it out. It's not that hard to learn. And once you learn it, live it. God, I sound like some kind of self-help asshole right now. 
but it's the fucking truth. Like, <laughs> don't let anybody else dictate how you live your life. Do what you fucking want to do. All right. Okay, that wasn't really a recap, so let's actually recap. <laughs> Number one, validation comes from within. Number two, have healthy boundaries. Set up your boundaries so that you're not overexerting yourself and you can focus on you. Build your self-esteem. Number three, I guess. Build your self-esteem by reminding yourself that you deserve certain things that everything you think or feel is valid that you have a lot to offer whether you know it or not so build your self esteem with whatever dumb little tricks you need to do like I said that little post it on your bathroom mirror or if you need an accountability buddy to text you every day and tell you, hey, you're amazing, you rock. I like when you do this. I like when you do that. X or Y. Fucking do it to build your self-confidence. There are a lot of tiny little things that you can just Google to do for yourself. Put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable because once you get through it, you'll realize, oh shit, that wasn't that uncomfortable at all. I'm fine. I got through it. I'll live. It wasn't life or death. Build your confidence that way. And once you're feeling a little more confident, you can actually assert yourself and ask for what you need or make your opinions known and believe that your opinion matters in a certain scenario. Because it does. If you are confident in yourself and you state your opinion, people will believe that your statements are in line with your values and they will take it seriously instead of just ignoring it. If you sit in the corner and whisper, gosh, I don't really think this person is qualified to lead us, you guys. Uh, whatever. If you, I mean, if you, if you voted her as head of the program, I guess she's okay. And then maybe put a little few post-its on your coworker's desk like, uh, are, are you sure you, we should be doing this? Nobody's going to listen to a shit you say because you have no confidence backing those words up. So fucking just own it. Bad shit's not necessarily going to happen to you. Bad shit happens when you get aggressive. Or when you get passive-aggressive. Or when you're passive and you don't stand up for yourself. Bad shit doesn't tend to happen when you're assertive. Alright, there is a difference. And sometimes there's a fine line between being assertive and aggressive, or assertive and passive-aggressive. But you will very much know the difference when you're walking it, because assertiveness, you don't feel bad about what you're doing, because you're just stating what, you're need, what you need and what you want. And that's the goal. And I'm pretty sure there was an episode of Spongebob that tried to get this across. Unless I'm just bonkers. I think there was. Anyway, I guess my takeaway from this episode is there, there is absolutely nothing wrong with confrontation. We've, like, been trained to believe as a society for some fucking dumbass reason, probably so the people in power can stay in power, that 
like we shouldn't state what we want or need like what the fuck is up with that we have freedom of speech we can say whatever the shit we want to say and that's assertiveness that's being confident and knowing what your values are and what you want and trying to make sure that the things you do in your life line up with that so if you need to say something at work say it What's the worst that's going to happen? Are they going to fire you? Fine. Then you don't work at a company anymore that doesn't line up with your values. You'll find another job. You'll land on your feet. Like, <laughs> sometimes the we think of the worst case scenario. Like, we get into that snowballing mindset that I talked about in the first couple episodes. And we're like, oh my gosh, if I speak my mind... This will happen, and this will happen, and this will happen, and then I'll end up homeless, and I won't be able to blah, 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 blah. Like, nope. That, how often does that shit happen? When you ask yourself, what is the likelihood of this happening? It's usually less than 5%. Come on. So, there is usually no harm in speaking your mind and being assertive. And... If there is an incorrect time to do this, I have confidence that your gut will tell you, all right, maybe now is not the time. Because timing does <laughs> help with things. So look, just stand for something. Don't just live life in a meaningless stupor. Have values, live those values. I don't give a shit what those values are. If you value drinking blood and wearing face skin, fucking live the values of Hannibal Lecter. I don't give a shit as long as you truly believe those values and live them out. You're going to have all the confidence in the goddamn world and you're not going to have a problem being assertive. So fucking do it. Okay? I want you all have the confidence of a drunk person talking about psychology without doing any sort of background information or research before creating a podcast. Have that level of confidence. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. What's the worst that could happen? Like, I dare you. Anyway. This has been fun. I like talking to you guys. I like drinking wine. It's a good night. I'm probably going to fall asleep soon. <laughs> I would like to shout out Fearscape Media Network. My lovely little home distributor network. And to all of my lovely fans who are mostly American men between the ages of 28 and 34. <laughs> I clearly have some kind of draw to that type. Anywho, 